Welcome back to tonight's coverage of Merrimack Hockey, and uh, joining us tonight is Dave Strader calling the game for the NBC Sports Network. And uh, well, Dave, uh, Merrimack taking on Notre Dame. I think it's your first trip to this arena, right? Uh, nice facility. Absolutely, first time here. the The only other time I was at this campus, I'd uh, be about ten, twelve years ago. I was with ESPN and did a uh, a basketball game with Bill Raftery. So anytime you can come to South Bend with Raft and spend a little time with him, uh, it, that's memorable. But yeah, this is the first time at this facility. I got the the full tour downstairs of uh, everything that the players have at their disposal here. It's just an incredible facility. Well, for our Merrimack radio audience, I know you've had a chance to prep uh, for both teams here. Uh, what are your initial thoughts and observations on Merrimack based on what you've learned? Well, I watched a little bit of uh, uh, the, the second game against Providence last week, and uh, I, I think talking to Coach Denny this morning, he kind of expects Notre Dame to play the same way as Providence, which is kind of the way uh, he says that Merrimack likes to play. He used a basketball analogy with me. He said, we're a half-court team. Uh, we like to slow it down a little bit. And uh, in talking to Coach Jackson and Notre Dame uh, yesterday, after what they had last weekend here with, with Minnesota up and down the ice, he fully expects it to be a much more grinding game, physical game, hard-to-get scoring chances. Uh, I think it'll be a typical hockey East game. There'll probably be no more in the goal separating these teams for, for most of the night. Pretty exciting, obviously, for those of us in the East, Notre Dame joining Hockey East, and we get a chance to see them on a regular basis. But for those folks, Notre Dame is known largely for football, and, you know, we're hockey guys, right? So the big question is, can Notre Dame become as known in hockey as they are in football? Interesting. I'm working with Anson Carter tonight uh, for the NBC Sports Network, a former great college player at Michigan State, and he played at the old facility many times because Anson came into Michigan State the year after Notre Dame joined the CCHA. And so he just looked at the difference of that facility they used to have and what they have now, and he, and he says this has got to help recruiting. It's got to help just elevate the sport. And we were just talking in general about uh, you know so many of the other college sports, not just on this campus, but it's it's true in a lot of the major campuses that football, basketball certainly get most of the attention. But with, with NBC taking a big role with with uh, putting more college games on, and, and with you know programs like this, building facilities like this, it, it can only be good news for for college hockey and, and college hockey fans. And it's one of the things that we you know we like to think is is a unique about the sport is that you have you can have a small school like Merrimack a Division Two and everything else but Division One in hockey and they're going to play Notre Dame and here it is it's going to be on national TV. Absolutely, uh, uh, one of my sons went to Union College and uh, they have a similar setup there. A very small school, uh, less than twenty five hundred kids, but they're Division One in hockey and uh, you know they've done very well and, and it's it's a great way to put these schools and these programs on the map. And you know we saw it last year in the Frozen Four and with with Yale and Quinnipiac playing in the uh, in the championship game and uh, anything can happen in this sport which is great well i'd like to get your take dave if i could on the outdoor game you know this notre dame's going to be involved with frozen fenway this year coming to fenway as merrimack is uh, how do you see what's your opinion on the outdoor games and how do you think the games in california are going to play out with the warm weather out there <laughs> well i'm i've been fortunate i've done a couple of the games i did the uh, the one at wrigley field when uh, doc emmer came down with laryngitis mm-hmm. the week before the game and i got called actually i was working for the phoenix coyotes at the time and i got a call out in arizona uh, the night before that I may be going and then when I got up in the morning I had uh, several messages to get on a plane and get to uh, get to Chicago to do that game and and then for uh, NHL radio I did call the game at Fenway uh, that the Bruins and the Flyers were in I, I love them, I, I just think visually they're spectacular um, I'm a little partial to the baseball ones I just like the look of them, a little bit more compact especially the older stadiums uh, I'm going to be working with Anson and Brian Engblom on that game out in LA so that's going to be very interesting um, you know, with the with the humidity, with the lacky humidity out there, as dry as it is, cool temperatures, as long as it doesn't rain. With the technology now with this outdoor ice, I, I think that part of it will be fine. You know, as long as they don't get rain, it, it, right. it should be a, 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 
great spectacle. Well, we got the Olympics coming up in February. I'm sure you're excited for that, to head over to Russia. Give us some thoughts on that. Yeah, I just got my travel. I'm not looking forward to the trip, uh, but I'm certainly looking forward to the tournament because it is going to be just spectacular hockey. Uh, I mean, it's going to be – there's so many storylines, but the Russians are going to be just loaded, but they're – playing in front of their home fans and the pressure and the expectations. How will they handle that? Uh, the U.S. and Canada, neither one of them has meddled in any of the uh, Olympics where it's been played on the large ice. So that'll be interesting to see if, if those teams can overcome that. So uh, it, it's just going to be a, a whirlwind two weeks. I'm going to be covering some of the women's tournament as well. So very much looking forward to that. Yeah, you've had a chance to call so many great games over the years. I mean, one or two uh, that stand out for you as highlights? Oh, wow. I, I, I had uh, a few um, during my 11 years with the Red Wings because I saw them go from the very worst team in the NHL up to a Stanley Cup contender. The last game I called for the Red Wings um, because the local broadcast could go up to the second round was the uh, Steve Eiserman one nothing goal from the blue line against John Casey of the Blues uh, in Game 7 that uh, propelled them onto the conference finals. Uh, uh, you know, I've also been very fortunate for NHL International to call all the Stanley Cup finals since 97, so I, I've just seen some terrific uh, emotional games when uh, Vladdy Konstantinov got wheeled out on the ice in 98 to accept the cup after he had been tragically hurt following their, the Wings Cup win in 97, the Ray Bork uh, raising the cup finally in Colorado. Uh, just just so many great memories, uh, to, too many to, to, to reel back in, in, in a short span of time. All right, then, uh, Bob Yor or Wayne Gretzky? Wow. You know what? I, that is so hard. I respect everybody that says Bobby Orr. I, I just, you know, I wasn't uh, following hockey or old enough then to really appreciate him. When I see, you know, clips of him, it's just amazing. Uh, but, I, but I still lean toward Wayne only because his numbers are so far above anybody around him in the sport. that There's nobody comparable in any other sport that, that has the most points or the most yards that are that far separated from the next nearest competitor. He's just in a class by himself. Thanks, Dave. We appreciate it. Have a good call tonight. All right, thanks. That's Dave Strader has been our guest here. We'll be back with more in the intermission report right after this. You're listening to live coverage of Merrimack Hockey.